1: This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH.
0: Welcome in, everybody. It's Sports Daily on a Thursday. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage in for Jacob Albrocht, Jad Chambers producing the show. Of course, your phone calls all morning long at 869-1240. Hope you're having a great start to your Thursday. It's a shocker game day. We're going to get into that in just a little while here on the program. Also going to talk to Tim Fitzgerald from GoPowerCat.com all about Kansas State hoops. And, of course, they got a big win earlier this week. Uh, So we're going to talk to him in our number two. Also, an update on the insane story with Alabama and star freshman Brandon Miller. Going to get into that, too, in just a little bit and a whole lot more on the show. Paul, welcome back in. It's the second time this week that we've got you on the show. Hope you're doing well.
1: I'm doing good. How about you, Tommy? It's a fun day. It's going to be a fun day. There's some stories that are kind of strange. You know, it's almost like I feel like we're doing a police blotter on KNSS down with Jad and and, and the other crew down there for the morning news. I will tell you what, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, we've got everything from guns to to sickness to you name it on this show, and we have it. It seems like.
0: Well, I mean, of course, that doesn't sound very positive. Well, but it is. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about all of it. Not that we don't have guns well, uh, and sickness. No, on no the show, you and right? I
1: are are perfect almost. I mean, come on. Here is here is the wind driven snow for guy's sakes.
0: 100% would love to have you join the show here today. Again, the number is 869-1240. Of course, you can go online to kfhradio.com. You can find us on social media on Twitter, all of the above. It's all there if you'd like to join the program today. I mentioned everything we have coming up here on the show, but we're going to get started with the story that came out in the Wichita Eagle yesterday from Taylor Eldridge, an update on the Eric Wedge situation, the former head baseball coach at Wichita State University. The Eagle learned that The mutual separation between Wichita State and Eric Wedge has been finalized with the financial settlement, Paul. This separation agreement stipulates that Wichita State will pay Wedge a total of $675,000. That's about half of the remaining money on his contract in equal installments over the next 10 months. Of course, it was announced a couple of months ago that uh, Wedge would no longer be the head coach at Wichita State, that uh, the the two parties uh, decided to move on and that he would not be returning. Uh, And then you go even further back, Paul, to I believe it was October when Wichita State University and Eric Wedge announced that he would be going on uh, a health-related leave of absence. Of course, we all know he never returned from that. Uh, So now we know uh, from the Wichita Eagle, from Taylor Eldridge, that a financial settlement has been reached between Wichita State and Eric Wedge. I know you've had a chance to read this article. Your first you know, thoughts on what we know here and, and what we've seen from this article. Well, my first
1: thought is we don't know a lot. Uh, the main reason, I mean, there, there there's a cause and effect to everything. And, and when you have a settlement with a university and the fact, here's what we do know. The university is going to settle for his contract. So we, we, we can assume a couple of things. I think we can assume a couple of things, Tommy. I'm not sure we can in this case. But I think we can assume there's nothing there's nothing uh, uh, nefarious, there's nothing bad going on, or else there would be some problems with the settlement. So we have to assume that. We have to take for face value that there is something with the health, something that is keeping him from from doing uh, his uh, duties as the head baseball coach at Wichita State. So we have to uh, assume that. We have to assume that, that in his original contract, that there's a caveat with regards to uh, said illnesses that would not allow him to perform the duties and that he would be paid. So there's a lot of things that we can kind of assume based upon contracts. You deal with contracts in professional sports almost on a daily basis. I'm around him I'm around him on on the pro football side but not not to the extent you are with uh, with hockey but I can tell you that that there's a lot of things that that it could be but uh, I think that what this is is basically there's something going on and listen when it comes to health concerns Tommy I'm not crazy about letting people know what my health concerns are you know I I don't like that I don't you know I don't want people to know that you know, I have this or I have that or or and I I'll bet you're the same way. Partly because we have pride as men, we we want to portray the strength of a man, and you know that I, I get I get all that. But uh, to me, I don't know that there's anything uh, untoward on on in this story. To me, this looks like a fairly straight up situation. A guy has a health problem; it's in his contract that he'll be paid if he can't fulfill it if said health problem occurs which it looks like it has. So I guess uh, where, where I'm at on this is that I take it at face value. I take it there's a problem that Eric Wedge doesn't want to talk about. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. And I guess that's where I am on this story. And I don't know if that's the right take or not, Tommy. You can tell me if I'm on to something or you can tell me I'm full of it because I'm
0: either on it or I'm full of it. I'm one or the other. So go ahead. Well, look, I, I don't think that. By reading this article and then reading the uh, terms of the separation agreement, which I have, and then reading the announcement uh, or the release, the joint statement that Wichita State and Eric Wedge released after uh, the separation agreement became public, there's there's a lot in there that you could speculate on, a lot on there that you – I've heard rumors about different things that I'm not going to get into. Uh, because I don't know, and it's not fair. We don't it's, know. It's unfair to Eric Wedge. That's right. You know, to speculate about something that I don't, I don't know, and I can't confirm. Uh, all I know is that something happened that you know resulted in Wedge no longer coaching at Wichita State. And when it's health related, regardless of what the issue is, when it's when it's health related, yeah, I think that there is some privacy that is deserved. Uh, you know, rather than having everybody speculate and you know, talk about, oh, it could be this, or I heard that, or somebody told me this. So I'm not going to get into that, but there are some things that I think are really interesting from this entire situation. First right. off, the the statement, the joint statement that Wichita State and Eric Wedge released uh, yesterday to the Eagle says that Eric Wedge has indicated that he's healthy and feeling well, and that he anticipates returning to professional baseball. Uh, and then Wedge followed that up with a text message to the Wichita Eagles saying that he's looking forward to having the opportunity to return to professional baseball. What what I find interesting about that is that this was a very splashy hire uh, by Darren Boatwright back in 2019 when Eric Wedge was hired as the head coach. It was kind of a homecoming, you know, one of the stars of the 1989 national championship team. He had a ton of success coaching for teams like the Cleveland Indians and the, the Seattle Mariners uh, and I can't imagine that there was ever a scenario back in 2018, 2019, when he was hired, where he or the university thought he would only be there for a couple of years, uh, there would be this split, and Eric Wedge would be excited about returning to professional baseball. For me, and I don't know, I don't know the intentions, but for me, it sounded like from the beginning that this was supposed to be a long-term Homecoming prodigal son returns home to Wichita kind of situation. And it turned into the exact opposite.
1: Well, you're right. And and if you're reading between the lines, which you can do because it's obviously speculation, I would imagine that uh sixty seven and sixty five record over the course of the last three seasons might have something to do with that. I'm sure. just I'm just speculating. But this is Wichita State, Tommy. Drive by, the, by, drive by the stadium and, and look at the number of Missouri Valley championships and, and a 1989 World Series championship in the college World Series. You know, just look at what this, this, this city, this university, this baseball program is used to achieving. Brother, it's a lot. It's a lot. And if you read between the lines, which I'm not saying we can do or we should do, I'm just sort of looking there is that 67 and 65 doesn't get it. It doesn't matter if your name's Eric Wedge. Doesn't matter if your name is Casey Stingle. 67 and 65 doesn't get it at Wichita State with baseball. And part of, the, part of that is also the money. And when you're 67 and 65, as, as you know good and well, having been probably out to the eck on numerous occasions, as I have been, uh, you look around, and, and crowds aren't what they used to be back in the day, and that's just the way it is. It's, uh, it's one of those things where e- even though you're Eric Wedge, even though you're in the Shocker Hall of Fame, the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame, the Wichita Sports Hall of Fame, and you're in the Kansas Baseball Hall of Fame, 67 and 65 at Wichita State doesn't get it. There's been other coaches released because with better records, and so I guess you could read between the lines there. I'm not speculating. I'm just pointing out the facts and letting you draw your own conclusion. So,
0: yeah. I, and what, what I think is interesting about this, too, Paul, is that uh, I remember when the announcement came down from Wichita State that Eric Wedge would not be returning. It was after the leave of absence was announced, but then they announced that he would not be returning in any capacity. And I commented on this show that I thought it was odd that, the, you know, the, the record notwithstanding, I thought it was odd that the um, announcement from Wichita State was a lacking of any kind of appreciation towards Eric Wedge and what he did, not only in the past, but coming back to Wichita State, regardless of the record. Uh, it was a high profile hire, but there was really none of that when that announcement came out. Well, there is now. Uh, The the release that came out yesterday, uh, it it read, and I quote, Wichita State is appreciative of Wedge's contribution to its baseball program, both as an athlete and a coach, and looks forward to his future career in baseball. So at least there's there's something there where that was lacking, I felt like, the last time. What I thought, something else that I thought was very interesting about all of this, uh, in the article from the Wichita Eagle, according to the agreement, Eric Wedge can never, never work for Wichita State again and has to dissociate himself as a coach from the university, which includes dissolving the Eric Wedge Wichita State Baseball Academy within 30 days. Now, I'm not a contract expert. Uh, I don't know exactly the way that all these things typically are lined out. I don't know if that's common. Maybe it is. Maybe whenever there's a separation between a coach and a university, a lot of times there's language in there that says that you can't work for them again. But I don't know. And I, I don't know the answer to that. I just thought that was interesting. Do you find that interesting, Paul? I find it very interesting. And that
1: is the one caveat on our conversation as we have it. And as we're trying to be fair. And, and I give you credit, Tommy, because you're trying to be fair. I think I'm trying to be fair in this whole situation. There are things that, that give you pause. That's one of the things that gives you pause. I'm not familiar because... Maybe it is everyday language with regards to guys being fired or or relieved of their duties or whatever the case might be at the college level. Maybe that's standard protocol language. It might be. I'm not aware of it. Uh, it's not in it's not been in any contract that that I've had expire. I can put it that way at the college level, and I've had numerous college contracts to sign and 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 it's not been in any of my particular contracts. At least phrased that way. I mean, it's obvious, you know. There's ex- expectations of you know, you know, doing things the right way in 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 so many words, and as you can imagine, you're shoot, you're probably under contract with the Thunder, and I'll bet you it's in your contract as well. So, with that being said, uh, uh, yes, I, that gave me pause. I didn't know why it was added. Uh, I I really don't have any stories, or or I don't have any rumors. Or I don't have any, any, and we're not going to know, and we're not well, going to know, I'm, right. Yeah, like maybe that. we're not going to. Yeah, maybe we're yeah. not. And uh, so all I can, all I can say is there's something here, maybe, but I don't know, and I, and I'm not sure that that I have the feel for. Listen, when Eric Wedge came back, Tommy, do you remember the euphoria that you felt? Sure. Well, golly, here's a guy who's who's been a Major League Baseball manager of the year for guy's sakes. Yeah. Here's a guy approaching 1,000 wins in Major League Baseball. Hello? That's not bad, is it? And and he's coming back to Wichita State in what I assumed was act, an act of love, an act of thank you. What can I do? You have meant so much to me in my career getting me started. Here's how I give back to you, Wichita State, because I can tell you this right now. He's making a heck of a lot less money at Wichita State than he could be in the majors. I can tell you that right. for sure, and not having to screw around with with recruiting, and pandering yeah. to eighteen year old kids, correct? So I'm, I'm yeah, looking at this right. and I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's something here. I don't know what it is. I don't know why that was thrown into the article. I almost wish it wasn't. Maybe maybe one of these days, if you run into to Taylor, ask him. So, well, what what's the story on that? And, and and maybe maybe he'll say, maybe he won't. Maybe maybe he's speculating. I don't know.
0: Well, again, and this is me drawing conclusions that I, I don't I don't have any proof of. Uh, but it, it's it's newsworthy, so that leads me to believe that that's not something that's common. If that was common, if that was in every contract, I'm not sure that that would have been put in the article. I it feel it feels to me. Again, I don't know. It feels to me that this is uncommon. Now, you're talking uh, and, about and, the and settlement,
1: though, not the contract, correct? No, I'm,
0: right. I'm talking, Yeah, I'm talking about the yeah. never working for Wichita State right, again right. sort yes, of that, thing. Yes, yes. That, that leads me to believe that, it was, that that's an uncommon thing. But again, I don't know. That's Hell. me drawing a conclusion there. Uh, regardless, though, I do think that there is a significant amount of credit that is due right now to Lauren Hibbs, who is the acting interim head coach for Wichita State baseball because he has really kind of steadied that ship in the world of a lot of turbulence going on. I mean, keep in mind, Paul, the announcement came down that Wedge would not be returning, I think it was in December, uh, and, and by that point, you're you're in the offseason, you're getting prepared for the, the season to begin, and you, there's a coaching change, uh, which is not good timing whatsoever. Uh, and Lauren Hibbs, who is also a Shocker alum, Uh, a shocker legend uh, and a longtime head coach. He knows how to run a baseball program. He stepped in and he's been able to continue to captain the ship. And I've not heard from anybody associated with the program that they're that they've missed a beat whatsoever. Now, of course, the performance on the field is going to dictate everything. But I'm talking about Lauren Hibbs coming in, stepping in in a turbulent time and leading this team when there wasn't a, a coach after Eric Wedge right. was let go and and, mm-hmm. and announced that he wasn't coming back. So I really want to see, and I'm really interested in seeing what Lauren Hibbs can do with this talent. Of course, we know uh, that the Shockers are off to a 1-2 and two start on the season. They're on the road at Utah Tech. I believe their game against Utah Tech that was scheduled for today has been postponed uh, due to bad weather, and I think they're going to try to play a doubleheader tomorrow. But uh, regardless, though, Paul, I, I feel like – This is a chapter in Wichita State baseball that is disappointing. Uh, It is certainly not something that I thought would happen um, because I, I was like you. I was ecstatic when I heard that Eric Wedge would be returning. The Todd Butler era was mediocre at best at Wichita State. And I thought, okay, here we go. Somebody that actually is a shocker coming back to run this university and run this program uh, and it didn't, he wasn't around for very long. The athletic director that hired him is no longer around. And here we go. It's another chapter and, and hopefully Lauren Hibbs can, can get the job done.
1: Well, there's no question in my mind. He can, as a matter of fact, I would have had no problem with Wichita state going to the university of North Carolina at Charlotte and stealing him right, right underneath their noses. But he has been there for 27 years, raised his family there. He was there for, for for a long, long time. And to leave Charlotte and come to Wichita was still a step of faith, at least in my opinion. But listen, good things are going to happen under Lauren Hibbs. I feel it in my bones. Now, I'm not I'm not just saying that because I know the guy, and, and we inducted him into the Wichita Sports Hall of Fame just last year. This is a heck of a Kansan. This guy has roots. I honestly believe... He's gonna be great for this program. He knows what it takes to win at Wichita State. Now the question will be, and this is another whole topic, Tommy. Sorry, we, we could get off on it. <laughs> but NIL, how much NIL is, is baseball yeah. gonna get at Wichita State? Because they're gonna be competing for NI with NIL with some programs that are warm climate programs. You know what I mean by that? Well, guys right. guys yeah, absolutely guys that see baseball played year round in certain states that have teams in this in the acc
0: or the aac so let's let's see how he
1: does i got confidence in lauren
0: hibbs how does all of this relate to wichita state basketball we're going to continue the conversation as far as buyouts contracts salaries and all of that and as it translates to wichita state basketball plus it's a shocker game day we're going to talk about that next on sports daily Welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily on a Thursday. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, and Jad Chambers producing the show. Your phone calls at 869-1240. It's a shocker game day. Memphis coming to town. We're going to talk about that here in just a couple of minutes. But, Paul, I want to continue on the, the conversation here. Not, not specifically about Eric Wedge and the baseball program and his contract, but as a whole, with the way that Wichita State is paying out contracts and settlements with former coaches and athletic directors 5.5 million dollars right now is continuing to be paid out to greg marshall darren boatwright and eric wedge five and a half million dollars the lion's share of that is of course going to greg marshall his settlement and all of that but eric wedge now getting six hundred and seventy five thousand dollars and darren boatwright uh, was originally or was scheduled to get, has been getting $300,000. He's got about just under 100000 left to go. Uh, but ultimately, that's a lot of money that's being paid out to former coaches and athletic directors for Wichita State. Yes. And the reason why I bring this up, Paul, is that in this conversation about the future, and it's a conversation that a lot of folks around the city are having, the future of Wichita State basketball and the future of Isaac Brown, how much do you think a decision like this is impacted by the amount of money that's being paid out to former coaches and athletic directors?
1: Well, may I ask you answer your question with a question for just a moment if you don't mind and
0: okay. that
1: is how important is all the vacant seats at Wichita State? Because I think it might yeah. be very important and I think it might have to do with an ultimate decision made and herein lies the the quandary for Wichita State. You know, you can make other changes, and you can put other guys' names onto this list on money that you owe, and and things stay the same. But can things stay the same? How do you how do you woo back? Let, can I say on average, five to six thousand fans? Because the number of games that I've been to, or even seen on television, where you watch them, you know, their games being broadcast uh, locally, and you can you can see the stands you know that revenue's got to be down. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm sure that not every ticket in the roundhouse at this point that doesn't have somebody sitting it into, it's not a season ticket. It's not a prepaid ticket. It's not, you know, it's it's there, and, and it's revenue that, that kind of goes away. I can remember back in college we heard one of the I, – I, I heard a guest speaker at the school – Hand School of Business talk about uh, the hotel business, the founder of Holiday Inn, uh, and he said every time we have a hotel room – That does not be is not occupied for that night is revenue we can never get back. And I always thought that sort of applies to sports. Every time you have a seat that sits vacant uh, and is not sold for a particular sporting event, I don't care what sport it is, doesn't matter. But every time you have a seat that's unoccupied is revenue you can never get back. That's lost revenue forever. And so the question becomes for the athletic department and the, the, the new administration inside the athletic department, what do we do? How, how do how what do we do to get butts back in the seats? Because that's kind of the identity of Wichita State. I can remember Fran Fischelli when he would do pro, pro. I always loved to listen to Fran Fischella when he'd come to Wichita because he would go. Oh, the crowds at Wichita State—they're the best in the country—and and not so much now. And how do you get yeah. that back? Well, you get that back by winning. I mean, I mean, right. I mean, right? You and, win. Yeah,
0: you win. Consistently, you win.
1: That's right. So I guess what I'm trying to say, in a roundabout way, is this is a tough dynamic for the uh, administration of this athletic department. What What do you do right. first? What do you do first? I mean, and
0: yeah, it, it makes the decision really even that much more difficult it if it is. wasn't. If it wasn't difficult before, which it clearly was. It's even more difficult now when you know that you're adding six hundred and seventy five thousand dollars for Eric Wedge onto the pile of everything else that you owe. And I remember uh, and and it's, it's still going on right now. I follow the University of Kansas. Right. And for a while they were paying out multiple coaches, football coaches like over and over and over again. And they could never get out from underneath it, and that was a major contributing factor as to why the program uh, floundered for as long as it did. This is kind of a different situation, but but still, it 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 speaks to uh, how burdened uh, an athletic department can be when you're paying out contracts. And like I mentioned before, the lion's share of that money is going to Greg Marshall, and that's not ending anytime soon. Uh, it, the the final pay date for Greg Marshall is in 2026. So there is like three and a half years or more of payments to Greg Marshall. Also, by the way, if Isaac Brown were let go without cause before May 1st of 2024, the buyout is $4 million. So $5.5 million becomes $9.5 million very quickly. And so my question would be, and I know a lot of it comes down to donors and you know, what they're willing to do and what they're interested in doing. A lot of it comes down to that. But I wonder if Kevin Saul has the appetite come the end of the season to make a move like that. And I think that some of it, Paul, uh, and I want to transition this into the game tonight. A lot of this comes down to the way that Wichita State plays their final four games in the regular season. Memphis comes to town. They're a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Kendrick Davis who is their leading scorer is questionable with an injury, uh, and so you wonder: Is this an opportunity for Wichita State to be able to get a much-needed win against a team that has been consistently better than them this season in the American? But they're coming to town with an opportunity to uh, show that they're that Wichita State that they're playing better basketball down the stretch.
1: Well, that's a that's a good question. And of course, you know, you look at the fact that Wichita State is one and seven against Penny Hardaway. And and, yeah. and it kind of it gives you pause when you think about that for a moment. Uh, what, I, I think to a certain extent, you may have uh, at some point a little bit better talent at, at uh, Memphis. I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this goes in, in the roundhouse. That's uh, a, I, I imagine there's going to be a very very good crowd for this particular game. There should be. There's always that. There's no
0: excuse for there not to be. There's that appetite.
1: Yes, there's that appetite to beat Memphis State, to be a part of of that, because you know that this is a, you know, even though by their standards, this is not the season that they would want to have. I mean, by their standards. Uh, But with that being said, I mean, this is a game that Wichita State can win. Well, other than Houston, there isn't a team that on any given night, Wichita State can't play tough and and beat uh, in the entire conference. Uh, Houston being that exceptional I do want to point that out they're darn good I can tell you that. But anyway, with that being said, uh, you, you you look at tonight and you think to yourself well this is a big this is a big game. I mean how do you, how do you start to build and get back kids win these kind of games tonight Tonight on national television games that are are, are, are going to be played in front of I think a good crowd. A raucous crowd. Give give the fans tonight a reason to cheer, to stomp, to make a lot of noise, and bring that magic back to uh, to the roundhouse. That's that's kind of what you you're supposed to do uh, for tonight. Well, and
0: and look, Paul. That there are. I'm looking at the the TV schedule tonight. There are not a lot of marquee matchups in college basketball no, tonight. Not. There no, are only right. four there are only four top 25 teams and typically Thursday night is not a major night anyway, but there's only four top 25 teams in action tonight. Uh, And so really one of the major, if not the marquee matchup, at least in this part of the country is Memphis on the road at Wichita state. And so they've got, they should have a a good audience at least on TV Uh, and there should be a good audience inside the roundhouse. And that's the thing. This team has won three of their last four games. You take away, the dud that they had against UCF, and and we can, we can go back and, and talk about how terrible of a loss that was, and it really stunted the momentum of this team, and and that's all true. But you take that away, the Shockers have won three of their last four, and they're back to even. They're back to five hundred in conference play with four to go. They're fourteen and twelve, and I agree with you that the only team that I feel like the Shockers will play in the American where you go into it thinking that the Shockers will probably lose would be Houston. I think they can play with anybody. Anybody. They have the talent to play Uh with anybody. That's right. It's just a matter of if they bring that talent and if it all comes together on any given night against any other opponent. Even Houston, by the way, Wichita State was leading them with eight minutes to go Mm. in that game a couple weeks ago. So really, they can play with anybody they have the talent to. A lot of that comes down to... The emergence of Jaquan Walton—he's the leading scorer for the team—and uh, and, you know he had 21 in their last game. So I think a lot of it comes down to that. But you've also got to find a way to limit what Memphis can do offensively. And I know this new look Shockers team—they're—they're they're scoring a lot of points. The defense isn't as good as we're we're used to uh, or what we've seen from the beginning of the season. They've got to play a little bit better defense tonight, especially if Kendrick Davis plays this game for Memphis. The Tigers are averaging almost 80 points a game. And I would be surprised, Paul, if the Shockers give up 80 points to Memphis, I would be surprised if they win this game.
1: Well, I, yeah, you, you're not going to get into a, a track meet with this quality of athlete. That's not what you're wanting. And it's kind of interesting because to build off of what you have said, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I will if I have to. But what, what, what you said is, is, is pretty right in the fact that look at this team at the beginning of the year and look at this team now. At the beginning of this year, how frustrated were you and I with this team on occasion when it came to shooting the three? How often yeah. did we have problems with uh, things going on in the paint? How often did we have problems with ball movement and those kind of things? And we, we, we talked about some of those kind of things on this show. Now the problem has kind of switched back around but the one common thing when things were going not right on the offensive side of the of the floor uh there was good defense being played now more and more points are being <laughs> scored so the the, pro, the 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 two things have kind of switched it's a little less defense now but the offense is better versus earlier in the season when the offense just didn't perform at the level that we expect, but the defense wasn't bad. I mean, it was not uncommon for the shockers to hold their opponents to under 50 or under 55. And now, and now we're seeing kind of a switch of the whole thing. But I think this team is probably going to find that medium. Where do you, where do you play your D? How how long do you play your D? What emphasis on your D now? I, I love defense. I mean, that's, you know Scott Drew is going to probably go into the Naismith basketball hall of fame at Baylor uh not necessarily for his vaulted offense stuff uh, uh, prowess and ability to coach but it's going to be for his defense and 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 those are the kind of things that that you want to see that's how great programs are built in my opinion is defense so you want to see great defense but listen this team is is finding that mix between the two and uh you know you got to score at least one more point than the opponent so I like the new, newer version of this team because I think it gives this newer version based upon who they are, what their personnel is, uh, is who, what their physical abilities and, and prowess are. I kind of like, I kinda like the, the newer in-season version of the Shockers than I did, say, 15 to 18 games ago.
0: Well, keep your eyes on this for the game right. tonight. I will. What Memphis, especially if Kendrick Davis plays this game, Memphis loves to get out in transition. They love to run. Oh, gosh. They have an they have an up tempo offense. Right. They exactly. want to get out there. Yeah. they want to score a bunch of points. Right? right. Correct. However, I don't know if you knew this. I certainly didn't until I was doing some research on it. Wichita State has the best transition defense in the American. The best. In the American Conference, they're the best transition defense in the conference. So you've kind of got what that um, you got the best, you got a really good up tempo transition offense taking on the best transition defense in the conference. <laughs> that should be a lot of fun to watch. Of course, the game is tonight. Tip off is at six o'clock inside the Roundhouse. You can watch it nationally on ESPN two. Of course, Mike Kennedy has the call on K E Y N. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. An update on. Aaron Rodgers and what he's up to right now it's kind of bizarre we'll tell you about that next
2: baseball is back and so is MLB.tv. watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights
0: All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily. Tommy Caster, Paul Savage, and Chad Chambers with you on this Thursday edition of the program. It's our last full segment of hour number one coming up at the top of next hour. Our buddy Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com, will join us to talk all things K State basketball. But, Paul, I don't know if you heard the news or not, but Aaron Rodgers has exited his darkness retreat. He was there for several days in Oregon. This is, this is crazy. This is bizarre. Aaron Rodgers, uh, he went to it's called Sky Cave Retreats in Oregon. He was in a dark room for several days and nights, isolated. Uh, apparently, in this room, there was only a queen bed, a bathroom, a meditation like mat, uh, three hundred square feet, partially underground, completely devoid of light. And that's where he—that's where he's been. Uh, and, and I don't know if he's any closer to having a decision made on his future and what he wants to do. But um, I guess good news—he's out of the darkness retreat.
1: You know, I'm trying to keep a stra- <laughs> seriously. I'm trying to keep a straight <laughs> face. I mean, this is true. I—I I know. And coming from a guy who has spent most of his life in darkness, you know, i i am one of those guys that. I totally understand what he's trying to do because, oh. let's face it, you live I, your whole
0: life in darkness, Paul. What yeah, are we talking about? Yeah,
1: I, my my whole mind has always been dark. I and and so I can't, <laughs> I, can't I. You I, don't I just, need a
0: darkness retreat. It's just typically dark.
1: You know, I just I, I I chuckle, but I guess if it's for him and he wants to do it and he believes in it, I've never really. No offense to anybody, and I don't mean to insult anybody, Tommy. Please, don't, I I don't believe in crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in my darkness chamber and I had one of those in a bedroom with no lights in a basement on a house I owned a while back and and that was my darkness chamber as well. <laughs> Total darkness but I don't believe in those kind of things here's a guy with millions of dollars, great skill going to be a hall of famer
0: and he's got to rely on going to a darkness retreat well, excuse I'm going to the- tell you I'm going to tell you right now so I have a nearly two year old at home uh, and I would kill to go to a darkness retreat for a couple of days oh, where you, it's just where it's just quiet where over. I don't have to hear anything. That, that'd be great.
1: Well, maybe you're the ex- no, you're probably if you're a parent, you're that say, hey, I was yeah. the same way. I've been there. I've done that. I get it. So I, I'm with you on that. But you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't married and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have kids that I'm aware of. Uh, and so, you know, this is, this is one of those things, but you know, he's, you know, gosh, I mean, I, I just, I sit and I shake my head and I I think, well, we'll see, I guess we'll find out. Maybe the darkness spoke to him. Maybe he had that (laughs) vision. Maybe he has a clearing of the mind and now he's able to speak and reason and do whatever he needs to do. Thank goodness we have darkness.
0: Uh, sure. Thank goodness we have it. I have no idea if this means that he's anywhere closer to figuring out what he's going to do next year. Uh, no idea if he's going to retire. No idea if he's going to demand a trade. I would imagine he's not going to be playing for the Packers. It sounds like right. the Packers are ready to move on, although he is under contract for like $59 million guaranteed with the Packers if he plays next season. Right. But I would imagine that they will pursue a trade and I think they're ready to move on from him. Right. Do you think that it's more likely, Paul, that he retires and walks away at the age of 39? Or more likely that he continues on his NFL career for another team?
1: Write this down, Tommy. You got a pencil? Kay. Write this down. Yep, I'm ready. Right, here it he goes. He ends, uh, Aaron Rodgers ends up with the Jets. There's my prediction. I'm wow. sticking to okay. it. Okay. I think it's a good and, – and really – I don't know that's that's going out on a limb. I don't think that's going out on a limb. It's an offensive line that's getting better. It's fairly young. It's got a, it's got a potentially very good running game, which we both know takes a lot of pressure off of quarterbacks. Uh, the the ability to run the football. Well, you would agree with that. I know you would.
0: So sure. my yeah, prediction well, Brees is, Brees Hall is there, and and he they, I think they, had he they, stayed healthy, he would have been the rookie of the year last that's year. That's
1: right. And it's a and they are are they have an offensive line that got better as the year went on with regard to how, how do you zone block? You know, that's a skill. That's an art. That's not easily done by a lot of offensive linemen. You know, who offensive linemen who are really good at zone blocking, you know, they have the ability to make a lot of money. And this is a team that's getting better at that for Brees Hall. We, we, we've seen that through the course of the year. So I think he ends up being a jet. Now, I could be wrong, but that's my prediction. But I think it's it's it could very well be right. I don't think he's going to be a Packer. I really don't No, think I don't he's think he done. is either. I just and, don't, I just yeah. I think that the charm is off, Lambo is off. You know, all that fun stuff with uh um, you know being compared to Bart Starr, that stuff has gotten old and and so I think it's time to go off and where else would a guy like Aaron Rodgers go it, 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 other than the Big Apple?
0: To where Well, I think know. he would love the attention. I think there he would love the the that... spotlight, the New York media, all of that. I mentioned it That's yesterday it. on the show. Apparently, okay. apparently the Jets are uh really interested in Derek Carr. And I Okay, I get that from Derek Carr's perspective. Like, if he can make a lot of money there, that's great. But if I'm the Jets, why would I not want to run after Aaron Rodgers? Because we know Aaron Rodgers can win a Super Bowl. He's done it before, and Derek Carr has given us no indications that he can win a Super Bowl, even with the great team around him. So, if I'm the Jets, I- I'm kind of with you. Like, I- I'm surprised that they're go. They apparently they're going after Derek Carr. They like him a lot. Why would you not want to go after Aaron Rodgers? Right. Although maybe. He's just a headache, and maybe they don't want to deal with well, the that headache. Well, that might be the case. If, if and that, maybe they don't want him to have to go off to darkness retreats every year to figure right, out what he wants to do right, next retreats. in his life.
1: Yeah, there you go. But, hey,
0: breaking news. It's good. Everybody, you know, Aaron Rodgers is out of the darkness retreat. He saw his shadow. Six more weeks of winter. <laughs> oh, everybody can. Lord move on with their lives now <laughs> hey we're gonna take a quick break but before we do want to let you know that you have your chance to win a trip to see nickelback and brantley gilbert at a u.s stop of your choice on their get rolling tour including round trip airfare a two-night hotel stay a pair of tickets and a 200 dollars gift card you can enter now on our contest page kfhradio.com for your chance to see Nickelback and Brantley Gilbert on the way. Hour number 2. Tim Fitzgerald gopowercat.com talking all things K-State hoops. It's on the way for you next on Sports Daily.
2: Baseball is back and so is mlb.tv.